Hello and welcome to Generation Truth Pod, giving you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Hi, my name is Tumi. Hey, I'm Ichana. Hi, I'm Joanne. And hi, I'm David. And today we are welcoming you to the season finale of Generation Truth Pod Season 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. All of that, all of that, all of that. So um, as always, in typical fashion, we're going to be having the questions of the month episode where we're going to be reviewing questions sent to us by yourselves. And it will be a mixture of old questions and new questions. And as we go through them, I hope we pray that the Holy Spirit will give us the wisdom to give answers that are helpful. I think that's that's as nice as an intro as I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, David. So we have, I'm going to start with the first question. The questions, just fair warning, um, there's like layers to it. So the first question is, what is the difference between faith and foolishness? Because some people would say paying your tithe, even when you haven't paid, even when you haven't got enough money to pay rent is faith. Where do you draw the line? Because the Bible says, do not tempt the Lord your God. Is this considered tempting God? First, right. of all, first of all, I think it's worth <laughs> considering. Do, do, do we all pay tithe here? Let's <laughs> Yeah? Yeah? Is yeah that we, do we all pay tithe cons- um, consistently or do we all pay... Have we all paid tithe? Next caller. <laughs> that's why i didn't want to i was like Ooh, that's yeah a nice question it's a very is a very is a very nice question as i think most of our listeners might be in the in the at least working and they may be at the position where they're considering tightening or already tightening or you know they might have to start thinking of tightening depending on what we say anyway mm. but um wow yeah it's a very interesting question I just feel like when it comes to money, it's always a, it's always an issue. Like it's just I don't know, I don't know. It's always a bit, it's always a bit, you know, problematic. I think yeah. um, you should never give. So if you're paying tight that you don't have, and that's everything, and your faith is not with it, then it's foolishness. Also, <laughs> going off what Joanne says, if you're on your last ten pounds, you give it as offering, and you are angry. Do not even bother, because God will not receive that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Wait. just yeah, just gifting the church money at that exactly. Point. Like you're doing, you're not doing it out of your heart. Like you're not doing it like willingly. You're doing it because you have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always give freely. Always give happily. Always give willingly. From heart. Is not in it, God will not accept it. You've wasted your 10 pounds you for know. your light or, le- or electricity or gas. It's times like yeah. so... it's times like this. I wish man was proper, like a scribe, you know, taking notes. Because on um, in our church for our bi- weekly Bible studies, we're talking about giving um for the past few weeks. And you know, more closely we've talked about um giving in terms of we know okay, first of all, it is scriptural, it is required of us to give as christians as children of god it is part and parcel of who we are and you know and the bible did say in um proverbs that it is godly to give and those who love god give um 
lovingly or whichever I give, you know, I, I eager or excited to give anyway. And so, you know, when it comes to like tithe and offering, we also know a scripture, God has said, you know, bring forth a tenth of your income to my storehouse or whatever. Let me not say whatever, sorry, but, you know, when it now comes to, well, if that is the only thing you have left. Right. And you're now looking at that commandment to give. Is it right? Is it wrong? I would definitely say, you know, the Bible doesn't want you to con contradict it. You know, uh -huh. it loves a cheerful giver. Mm -hmm. If you're giving and you know this will make you squeeze face later, don't give up. At the same time, they said, if you're giving with your right hand, don't let your left hand know mm. that you're giving because that can also be what makes it sour afterwards. Like what Uchina said, and that is that sour taste in your mouth is what can make God not accept that offering. Okay, at the risk of going on a tangent, um, I wanted to break the question down into three, but it seems like we've already kind of started addressing the middle one, which is the example she gave about like if you were paying your tithe but didn't have enough for your rent. So in a different scenario of faith versus foolishness, how about I have an exam coming up um, but I've had like Bible study and all these other like church events lined up. And so I haven't made time to study or like just my time management has just been devoted to just um, working for God. So I've decided because of what I'm doing for God, my faith will carry me through the exam. <laughs> so, excuse me. So <laughs> you better write your book. <laughs> In that regard, where do you draw the line? Is this considered tempting God? That's tempting God. Mm. Expecting him to provide miracle when I'm not saying anything. Mm. It's a it's a principle of life. You sow what you reap. What you what it is what you, you plant. You reap what you sow. Oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> That's what I meant. You reap what you sow. It's what you plant in the ground that will grow out from it. It's right? like yeah. sorry. Go ahead. It's go ahead. like, yeah, you have a God forbid you have a sickness, you have an illness. The doctor has prescribed you medicine that will say that you'll get better if you use that this. Be good for you decline the medicine, you say God will heal you. I hear you, <laughs> but take the medicine. Honestly. Like, take just just take straightforward, man. It's not even like, it's not even up for debate. What and this works is dead. So you need mm. to do the practical effect and yeah, I mean, like, God, it, it's like when you put your hand in fire and you think it's not going to burn you because you believe in God. That's where the foolishness is. Yeah, <laughs> you need to yeah, do yeah, your yeah. part and then leave the bit for God to do as well. And assist you, but he can't do it for you. Because I think that's where free, the power of free will comes in. You have to do consciously do stuff for mm. him to help you back it. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. It is one. It is what you saw that you help. You know, um, water and um, what's it called? Not water. Sorry, it was what you help grow. There are things he has put in place to help the seeds you have planted grow, but you still have to plant the seed for those things to happen. It's like when you, what's it called? Like when you, um, you're looking for motivation. You're like, God, give me motivation. God, give me motivation. It's. I mean, according to the biblical identity of God, you have to start the project and then he just foils you on. So I'm just sorry, I'm just going off of what everybody else has said, that that's exactly what I think it is as well. So there is some foolishness sometimes, um, but 
to me, I don't know, don't you think some people's faith can carry this rent and tithing? I'm only thinking of like the example with Pastor where he said that him and his wife, what did they say they gave that the, they they sold their house and gave the money or something like that to the church? I think you, I think that was a testimony of uh, Pastor Adibu. Oh, who are you? No. Our pastor. Yeah. I can't remember that. But okay, I'll ask him, but yeah. I remember saying what Wait. <laughs> Um I would say in situations like that, I feel like mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit will lead Ooh. you. Mm -hmm. So if he doesn't lead because God won't make you do what you can't do. So in a situation maybe put your faith to the test or do something very sacrificial. I think it's led by the that's why it's fine but when you go out of your own way to do it when you need to do it it i don't know i don't think it works that way essentially mm. yeah, right. yeah. read the next question when a christian sees false teaching or a false teacher on social media do we have the right to call it out or do we just conclude salvation is personal and mind our business yeah you have your right to ask god what to do I feel like that's something that's very important. Uh, it's something I've been learning as well recently. Uh, oh wow! I would told I I would draw my comment. Sorry. What? Sorry. <laughs> continue. Why? No, 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 no. Continue. Let, 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 I, <clears throat> I'd have contradicted myself big time if I continued. <laughs> but continue still. Mm. Everybody, yeah, what, what do you think? What do you the think? Part of the Sorry. Hmm? I said, what do you think? What do you think? It kind of reminds me of the part of the Bible where it says, like, do not go into meaningless argument. And why I say that part is because social media, there's no way, like, there's some times where I think I'm just going to comment something and I'm just saying, like, what I think about the thing and five people immediately think that I'm directly addressing something they might have said in the comment line as well. So, to me, if you're commenting or if you're um, trying to call out a false teacher or false teaching, you have to be backed by the Holy Spirit heavy. Heavily, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not good to just jump into. Yeah, that's what, that's why I stopped. Because <laughs> like I didn't let you finish the question before I started answering. And I said, no, I've been learning that it's not good to just jump in, and I just jumped in. <laughs> but um, essentially, yeah, you know, um, too often we can just you know forget that you know, we should be asking God for, you know, most things when it comes to interacting with other human beings. You know, I believe that's something I believe anyway. When it comes to interacting with other human beings, it's something that you should um, try to confer, confer with God before moving forward. Um, so you, you can be sure he's with you in that conversation. And, you know, that's something I appreciate about Jesus as well. Some in, in, if you follow his story, whenever he wanted to do a miracle, even though there were some that we know who Jesus is, we could still see him praying before he did something. We could still see him talking to God before he healed a particular individual, asking for the grace or asking for God's will to heal them. So even in our own daily lives, I feel like sometimes it's just important to have a conversation with God first and foremost before deciding if it's right or wrong to reply. Even with the disciples, what's his face? Um, Simon, no, that's not, oh my days. What's his name? The one that went to Samaria. 
and then you was like performing miracles and there was like a magician. Um, oh, great. Okay. And then the magician, I don't know, did the magician try to start doing the same thing or something like that? No, he asked him like, oh, tell me, you know, me too, I want to have this power of the Holy Spirit right. so I can do these okay. uh, these tricks you are doing. <laughs> I said, tricks? <laughs> but my, where I was going is Simon called him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Simon didn't call him out of his own volition. Like, he didn't just decide, me, Simon, I decide that you are false. I guess. Mm. Well, did he? I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, I mean, the disciples at that time, they were, you know, one with the Holy Spirit and all. So, yeah, yeah that's the thing. I think it's also by, like, by virtue of your relationship with God, by virtue of your faith, and in, in your relationship with God, sometimes the Holy Spirit will be upon you, like majority of the time. So sometimes you can even act by the leading of the Holy Spirit without necessarily um, explicitly asking. It will just come upon you and you now address that situation mm. with the grace spiritual, of God. Spiritual welfare is real. Like I read of a story, just real quick tangent. I read of a story where this girl called out um, like a false preacher or whatever. And the false preacher had the backing of the like her own spiritual connections you get me and so the person who called her out started like getting sick until she eventually died wow. so i think it's not even just about oh so people won't attack you it's to protect your self self yeah oh. what do you guys think i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah that kind of stuff is real you know as well I mean, that's another reason why it's good not to not to jump into some things because, but yeah, we know you know the God greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. But mm. if we have been sleeping on our relationship with He that is in us, mm. you know, when He that is in the world now tries to come and overcome us or overtake mm. us, it will be difficult to win that battle because you haven't been nurturing your relationship with the Spirit in you. So. Okay. It's just wisdom not to engage things uh, willy-nilly. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to third question now. What is a Christian's role to play in... Wait, what? What is a Christian's role to play in climate change? Because ah. it says that <clears throat> sorry, we sorry. are... Because <laughs> it says that we are stewards of the earth. Does that mean we are granted granted with a task to protect the earth or do we just go with the fact that the earth will be destroyed in the last days anyway well, that is a serious question right yeah um i don't know i mean climate climate change is real obviously this summer, summer's uh, okay, first off, do we think climate change is different from what is happening? What Revelation says is going to happen, or is it part and parcel? Like, is I it? I think it's part of it, mm. yeah. I think it's part of it as well, mm. okay? Because climate change is a bad thing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's bad, like, the winters are getting worse, summers are getting worse, mm -hmm. like. 
there was one thing, it was snowing in Kenya. It's not supposed to snow in Kenya. In Brazil, in fact. I think so, I saw that one, yeah. Man, Tornado, in tornadoes in Europe. In Europe. Yeah. Why? Hmm. Well, and yeah. in Revelation, it revealed like these type of things will be happening, unusual things. Things that should not be happening will be happening. So, and you know, human human development in itself has impacted the earth. Like, I mean, to talk before we even go into the argument about fossil fuels, mm. like we've just used a lot of our resources, and you know, they are bound. And as the population continues to increase, it's going to become even more scarce. And this is just going to be it's just the natural progression of things, all the same. But yeah, as Christians, I believe just to answer the go back to the question, I believe that we do have a we should do our part to be respectful of the planet, which mm. is, you know, recycling properly or, you know, um, yeah, I'll just stop at recycling. <laughs> Going off what David said, like, of, of even though, like, in Revelation, it said these things were happening, like, i.e. climate change, does that, does that mean that we should just accept it and let it happen? Obviously, we can, as humans, we can do our part because, you know, God created this world and um, he made everything beautiful. Mm. So it's our job to, you know, take care of the planet and do our part. So obviously recycling, you know. Yeah, to keep to keep it beautiful as well. Yeah, so um, we can only do, but well, we can only do so much, but we should definitely have a part. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing it. And we're not, and we're not doing it because we feel like it will slow down the inevitable end or nothing. Mm. You know, it's not, we're not doing it. If you, you can't expect to do it because you think it will slow down the apocalypse or whatever. But <laughs> you, you, should just, you, know, would, you should just be encouraged to do it because it is a good thing, the right thing to do. And that's that. This reminds me of the question I asked in Sunday school on Sunday. So basically we're talking about kind of around the same subject and i was like that i mean all these billionaires are going mars and like elon musk is i don't know finding ways to go to mars and making robots and stuff like it sounds like an escape plan so i was asking that uh, if all the billionaires are escaping to mars and the bible said like the earth will be destroyed does that mean like they will just be like chilling on mars and everything with everyone on earth just one like everyone is just you know Everyone else is in trouble. Funny enough, not to not 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 to scare anyone, but like statistic, like literally speaking, mm. um, a a suns, their stars, yeah, stars die, you know, because when they go old enough, the energy in them gets too much. I'm getting science, you don't mind, me. and they eventually expire. And when they expire, they blow up. And when a star blows up, it takes most of its galaxy. So, like mm. literally, if what is described in Revelations, which sounds like a supernova, happens. No way on this side of the galaxy, not planet, galaxy will be safe. So, like, but obviously, this thing, judging by the age of our own sun, is still like hundreds of thousands of millions of years to come. But that's not to discourage anybody from thinking um, either way. Mm. Right. I mean, think about it. Like two thousand years ago, they wouldn't have thought um, we'll be on the. They would, they would have said if they were scientists, then they would say we'll probably take another hundreds of thousand years before we run out of resources on the planet. We're in less than two thousand years. We almost finished 
depleted planet resources. Sheesh. So it's not. It's I mean, like it's, it can't even be about population anymore. Like no, it's not population. It's, it's just development. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry. Continue. Go ahead. What is this government like? Just greed. Like if I don't know if we just going back to her question. Sorry, where she says, you know, should we protect it? Or should we just go like, oh, it's the last days anyway? To me, I feel like while I'd like to do my part and I do try to do my part, I do have that at the back of my mind some days and I'm just like, it's too late, man. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) it's happening. The ball is rolling. The ball is going to be rolling if if human beings were not terrible. It was going to happen anyway. But, I mean, it doesn't mean when I now get to heaven and Jesus says right you were always just throwing sweet wrappers <laughs> you just roll down your window and just throw it out and say mm, Jesus is coming oh wow <laughs> so, I, I, if I'm being honest that's the only that's okay that's not the only that's one of the main reasons it keeps replaying in my head why I'm doing my my part by you know not littering and just like trying to do what I can I don't know if I could be a vegan though mm? Mm-hmm. Don't know if I could wait, does that have to do with climate change? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I always group them together, you know, that's crazy, but yeah. All right, let me go to the last question for today. You guys ready? This one is also packed. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Or were we still talking about question three? Do you guys still want to go into that a bit more? Honestly, no. yeah, it's like it's, it's it's scary to go into now. Like, it it's scary. Start thinking about how the world is ending and all that. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, right. look, so, well, it's not bad though. Just my final thoughts on that is, mm. I I still, given what you said, I I still don't think it's bad to like, just be more assured or rely more on the assurance that, you know, the end also means being in right standing. You go to mm. heaven. Mm. I don't think that's. Um, too bad an ideal to have but that's just what I feel about that anyway okay alrighty question four whenever we talk about insecurity in Christianity we're always flooded with the reply of you're beautifully and wonderfully made woo I do wow I'm gonna take it again because let's okay Mark whenever we talk about insecurity in christianity we're always flooded with the with the verse about you're beautifully and wonderfully made are there any practical solutions in the moment that we can use when we have these feelings i'm also, pretty sure sorry i'm pretty sure okay. it's fifth isn't that what i said oh you no. said beautifully yeah oh, wow. beautifully. So did they say beautifully yeah they said beautifully I'll tell them to go and read their Bible first. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh wow. Let me keep quiet because there's, there's different translations. There's different. I'm going to read the question again. All right. Whenever we talk about insecurity in Christianity, we're always flooded with. Um, now, nah, I don't know whether to say the right one. Because <laughs> maybe well, they're using a different translation, but fearfully and beautifully, they don't mean the same thing. Okay. Yeah. We're always flooded with the you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's give the person the benefit of the doubt that they meant fearfully. All right. Are there any practical solutions in the moments that we can use when we have the feelings? And is it a sin to be insecure? Hmm. Unpack. It's definitely not a sin. It's not a sin. Yeah. Mm. God is 
that you're insecure is he not like because he said i made all these things and it's good so why are you feeling bad i don't know i guess that's where the person's coming from like god saw he made you in his image we're made in the image of god so why do you have to feel insecure is i guess where the person's coming from that god might be like "Mm," you know in his image we can practically learn more about him and that might help us love ourselves more but uh, on you um maybe your weaknesses and strength um like yeah it does yeah any practical solutions, guys? Yeah, practic- practically. Okay. Yeah. Um, because insecurity is something I believe that comes from... Um, okay, let me not speak too loosely. It can come from, you know, looking at or compare- comparison sometimes. Mm. It might become not, not necessarily just comparison to others. Mm. But comparison to what you want for yourself as well, mm. but the, you know, but what you want isn't uh-huh. there. So all you can see is what's there, and when you don't like what you see, you can start feeling um, negative about that. So I think what can help is, you know, definitely putting things, you know, more positive things that you can't see that you want to look forward to. It's long to explain, honestly. Okay, I'm, let me put it in context then. Somebody else can do it. I'm insecure about my nose and I've been fantasizing about a nose job since I can remember. So what are, are there any practical solutions as a Christian that I could, that you as a Christian can give me on how to overcome that insecurity? Of nose job? David. <laughs> <laughs> how is that what you... Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you just have to confront it. Like, oh my days, David. You have to beat it up. I should beat my nose up. No, 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 your nose. No, the um, the security. You cannot continue what you were saying. Yeah. No, I was just saying like you, you like it's just all about confronting situations mm. and asking yourself why do I want this? Mm. Is it to make myself feel better? If I get this, am I satisfied? Mm. Like, what root issue? And then that's something like she's she's very right. She's very right because some people like I I know it it exists that you can feel like oh you know this thing that I have it can stop me from you know getting certain opportunities or this thing I have it can stop me from being able to enjoy some things that other people can enjoy. They eventually get those things that they thought they couldn't get before, and this insecurity is still there. You know, if it is finding a romantic partner, you can get a romantic partner and that person is trying to give assurance that, oh, this is fine, this is okay, but it's not the same. You know, you can still feel insecure about that. Yeah. You know, so I think I agree with what Jenna is saying is that, you know, sometimes, um, yeah, what she said, what she said. <laughs> well, what part does prayer play in that? Because why I'm asking that is, Another, I mean, as as people is is likely that people will be insecure or one will be insecure about more than one thing or one thing. 
So, all right. When you're insecure about something that you can't talk about in church like that. So, for instance, everyone has a big bomb right now. Yeah? Wow. <laughs> everyone has a big bomb right now. And then I'm like, okay, I wish I had a big bomb. It starts with, like, a little wishful thinking and all of that. Then, you know, you know you've planted the seed in your own heart. And, you know, every time you see someone with a nice body, you're like, oh, wow be nice if I had this or that or that and then you're just picking yourself apart and then you tell or you want to tell someone in the church that right I'm having I'm having troubles with bombs I I want a big bomb but I don't want to do surgery because I don't want to change what God has done and then they tell you pray about it oh wow am I supposed to I can, see, I can see how that can be annoying as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not annoying. But like, imagine someone telling you to pray about, I don't know, like if all these Hollywood stars or something, someone told them pray about your hairline or pray about your eyebrows or like just stuff that you don't think. I mean, we know that God cares about everything in your life. But imagine me praying about to God, God, I want a big bum. It feels ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I think that's the fu- that's the part that is <laughs> hard about it's it. It's supposed to no to me. It's supposed to highlight the vanity. Oh, sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes you're dead serious. So then, what goes on? Do you just keep praying to God? I want a big bomb. I want uh, a nose that isn't so flat. You know what happens? I think the prayer you should be praying about is for you for God to remove the insecurity yeah what i was gonna say was what i was gonna say was the fundamental truth about anything any living being is god well i think the fundamental truth of when they say you're faithfully and wonderfully made it means god made you for a reason god gave you some things for a reason you know you see actors that maybe they are known more for certain features like you know and they've turned those features into their selling point you know some people some people can see them and be like oh what's that but because of what they've used those features to do you know they are now popular by by virtue of those things i know celebrities disabled celebrities that turned those things into um big things for them like for example peter dinklage is a dwarf by nature but you know he's taught uh, oh wow let me not say dwarf i don't know if it's dwarf or midget but he, <laughs> yeah, yeah but you know he's he's used that to his advantage he didn't let that discourage him i don't know about his role of prayer or christianity in that mm. but definitely it's something where in the place of asking god he can reveal to you why that thing is there and, mm. and once you start you know getting the benefits of that thing in your life i think that can also help you um overcome the insecurity that you have about that thing so if it's about prayers it's the prayer should be this thing is upsetting me why did you put it there let mm. me know why so that i can use it for that and mm. start getting the benefits of why you put it there I, feel. I think i just agree with as one because yes you're right david and i th- i believe i understand that but it's not every single insecurity that has its a purpose in that in the regard that you've related it to to serve bro i can't imagine why (laughs) i can't imagine what my nose is supposed to do but all right my guy you never know like 
That's the thing about it. It may not even Somehow be the, that might be even more embarrassing. It might not even be the <laughs> it might not even be the nose itself. But like when you start shining in other things, there might be other yeah. young girls out there who may be feeling some type of way about their nose. And they just see you one day, you have the same nose as them, but you're doing things with your life, quote unquote. And that can encourage them to be like, okay, this is someone that looks like me, maybe in the same boat as me, but they're not letting this thing slow them down. How? Yes. You know? Mm. Sometimes it can, when you overcome certain things for yourself, God makes sure it's not just you that benefits from that over, from that victory. Amen. All right, guys. It's a beautiful episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Round us up, David. All right. So, um, as you can, uh, as, as you can see, we've come to the end of this question section. That was the last question we had for this season. And that brings us to an end of this episode and an end of a wonderful and stellar season. We've talked about dreams. We've talked about um, being overthinking. We've talked about different kinds of um, situations and instances that we as youth in Christianity have to face and how we can overcome scripturally and with the wisdom and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I, for one, have enjoyed this experience with you guys and I cannot wait to see what next season has in store. But as always, if you have any more questions, if you have any more things you wish to clarify, you can always send your questions to the um, Generation Truth pod link in our bio. There's a place where you can give your questions if you just go through that. And we'll be more than happy to kick off the next season trying our best to you know also speak on and answer any of the questions you may have so that's it from me that's it from us that's it from the team i want to wish you all a happy summer summer's over summer's ended oh oh Oh, no but by the time they've seen this oh oh okay fair enough (laughs) all right um okay you guys can you guys can go go ahead (laughs) on that note guys bye-bye bye bye. thank you for sticking with us throughout season two this is a season two finale and we are so grateful for your engagement for your love for your questions we look forward to bringing more spiritually inclined topics in season three so stick with us and God bless. Bye.